Hartville. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. Evacuation flights out of Afghanistan continue, but so does the struggle to get out of the th- get out the thousands seeking to leave before the August 31st deadline for U.S. forces to be gone. Cars are lined up and people camped out along the blast walls of Kabul International Airport, waiting and hoping to get in. Occasional gunfire can be heard. Mohammed Name had served as an interpreter for U.S. forces. I'm telling to the people, stay in their house. houses, do not come to this area. It's a very, very crazy situation right now. But with Taliban fighters at checkpoints ringing the airport, those who make it there are not leaving. Hundreds lack papers or clearance for evacuation. And that's adding to the chaos that's prevented some Afghans who do have papers and promises of flights from getting through. I'm Ben Thomas. Also on SRNews.com, dry and windy weather is dogging firefighters' efforts to contain destructive fires that are devouring the bone-dry forests of drought-stricken North California. Evacuee Scott Ramsey says the fire threat is an, an annual event. That's the big thing up here in the mountains, you know, is fire. That's what we're always concerned about. And that is the natural disaster that could happen up here. An estimated 11,000 firefighters have been on the lines of more than a dozen large wildfires. As if Haiti's 7.2 magnitude earthquake, a tropical storm, and the coronavirus pandemic weren't enough, the tremblers also damaged the only medical oxygen plant in southern Haiti. The building that housed the oxygen concentrator machines that the region depended on has partially collapsed. A federal appellate court has refused to delay implementation of a judge's order reinstating a Trump administration policy forcing thousands to wait in Mexico while seeking asylum in the U.S. On Wall Street, Dow futures are down 124 points. This is SRN News. News on WBOB, AM 600 and 101.1 FM. Good morning, I'm Patrick Johnson. There's been an arrest made. An inmate in Michigan has been arrested in the Jacksonville cold case that involved the rape and murder of a teenager on Christmas Eve in 1985. JSO says DNA matched that of a man serving a life sentence for sex crimes in Michigan. The family of Leslie McRae had waited decades for an answer about who murdered the teenager on Christmas Eve of 85. Going viral, the photo of severely ill COVID patients lying on the ground in Jacksonville while they waited for antibody treatment. Louis Lopez, who's the man who snapped the pic, says that this picture is indeed worth a thousand words. I'm not trying to dramatize it, but it's just I just felt bad for them. Um, the picture really doesn't um, do it justice in the sense that these people were in pain. That's Jacksonville.radio News. I asked what kind of family she wanted. She said, a family like yours. Learn more about adopting a teen at adoptuskids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. The science now says three feet distancing, not six. But the second largest teachers union in the United States, the American Federation of Teachers, won't go back to teaching. Dennis Prager, weeknights from 10 till midnight on WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? at some of that light traffic around NAS Jacks. You'll add an extra couple minutes there. And what's going on at the beaches, Jeff? Smooth traffic heading east on JTB. Feel free to leave late and grab some coffee because you got plenty of time if you're heading towards the beaches. Thanks, Jeff. If you see anything, give us a call. 901-SAFE. 
Partly cloudy early, scattered thunderstorms in the afternoon, the high 95. This evening, early rain, then cloudy, 76 the low. Right now, it's 76 degrees. Here's some of the top stories we're bringing you this morning. Gun manufacturers say if President Biden and the Democrats revoke lawsuit protections for the gun industry, the cost of firearms will heavily increase. New poll numbers show President Biden's approval rating has dropped below 50% for the first time this year. And the U.S. government confirms the Taliban has possession of $6 billion worth of military hardware, including 2,000 U.S. armored personnel vehicles and over 30 aircraft. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. Hey, good morning. It's Friday, 7.05, Ed Dean, Roger Henderson. A lot of news to get to. It's not all about Afghanistan today, but we've got some of that news coming up next as we go all the way with you for two more hours up to 9 a.m., followed by the podcast at WBOB.com, where you can click on the Ed Dean Extra. So let's start it off right now, right here on Talk Radio WBOB. Intelligence reports still coming out that the White House was warned by military intel officials about the Taliban taking over certain areas of the country. And what did the White House know about it? State Department officials, two dozen of them at the Kabul embassy, sent a memo to top brass last month warning of the potential collapse of Kabul soon after the August 31st troop withdrawal deadline. Two dozen State Department officials serving at the Kabul embassy who send this memo to Secretary of State Antony Blinken and another top State Department official last month with specific warnings of rapid territorial gains by the Taliban and the subsequent collapse, they believed, of the Afghan security forces. The report said recommendations were offered on ways to mitigate the crisis and speed up an evacuation. That's host of special report Brett Baer. Fox News a security reporter Jennifer Griffin reports that the in Afghanistan, the Taliban now has it on its hands. They've able to obtain over $6 billion worth of U.S. military hardware. Billions of dollars of U.S. military hardware now in the hands of the Taliban. U.S. officials estimate the Taliban now control at least 2,000 U.S. armored vehicles, between 30 and 40 aircraft, and an untold number of small arms like these displayed by Taliban fighters in recent days. Night vision, 50 caliber machine guns, and helicopter gunships. The GAO estimates the U.S. provided the Afghan army nearly 600,000 weapons and 75,000 vehicles vehicles between 2003 and 2016. The Taliban now fully armed courtesy of the U.S. taxpayer. The Real Clear Average Politics polling out there now shows that President Biden for the first time this year, his approval numbers have dropped below 50 percent. Here's the latest with that Fox Business Network, Dagan McDowell. President Biden's approval rating is sinking fast as multiple crises pile up and it could screw things up for Democrats in the midterms next year. The Real Clear Politics average shows Biden's approval slipping below 50% for the first time this year. That's on top of Democrats already sounding the alarm about their terrible messaging. Rising crime, the border, a spike in COVID cases. But what does it do for the president's agenda, especially after those in Congress are now talking about having a committee and a commission to deal with what happened with the debacle of the Afghan withdrawal? The Biden agenda may just be put on hold. 
it was already going to be very difficult for President Biden to try to get through this massive agenda. You've got the infrastructure bill, uh, the debt ceiling issues coming up, reconciliation they want to do, the voting bills that they want to do. But you add a Kabul commission to the mix, and it's going to slow everything down. Anchor for Fox News, Dana Perino. President Biden and the Democrats have talked about going after gun manufacturers, saying that they have too much protection that that would say that they don't need or would not be to have any lawsuits go up against them, conservatives feel, and also gun manufacturers, that if the lawsuit provisions are revoked, guess what happens to your guns and ammunition? It will go through the roof, says gun dealers out there. Ongoing effort to get rid of the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act. Getting rid of that act would drive firearm prices through the roof and then eventually would cause gun manufacturers to close their doors. But what Biden and team want to do remove those protections so that gun manufacturers can be held liable for what criminals do with firearms. That's gun columnist for Breitbart News, A.W.R. Hawkins. A Florida judge yesterday refused to dismiss a lawsuit by parents challenging the executive order by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis that parents should have the final say about their children wearing masks at schools. Now next week, we'll find out whether or not the lawsuit moves forward. Districts have not yet challenged the state's opt-out requirement in the courts, but on Thursday, a circuit court judge considered a challenge to the state's requirement brought by parents. The hearing was on the state's motion to dismiss the suit, but the judge indicated he would allow the case to go forward. That is statewide reporter Jake Stefan. Governor DeSantis has unveiled proposals to help recruit more police officers here in the Sunshine State. He says he'll send over three proposals to the Florida legislature next year, and hopefully sometime, possibly this year, at least get the ball moving. That would include one-time 5,000-hour bonuses to new law enforcement officers who who never served in Florida before. And... Amazon, which has been heavily criticized by saying that they're putting out other businesses, especially in the brick and mortar area of dealing with retail. Guess what they're going to do right now? The Amazon department store, the retail giant, according to the Wall Street Journal, reportedly looking to expand its brick and mortar presence. Here's what we've learned from the journal report. Uh, reportedly, these stores are going to be about 30,000 square feet. That That's a smaller footprint than the traditional department stores. No specifics on what's actually going to be sold, but the thinking is that they probably will try to feature some of their private label goods. That's uh, from Yahoo Finance. Follow me for a second. Here's my question. We've been told the last couple of years, brick and mortar, it's dead and gone. Mm-hmm. Really? Not because of that, but let me tell you what's happening. This is brilliant, by the way. They're not building new areas, the the Kmart buildings that are still pretty empty, the Sears buildings. Uh-huh. Amazon says they may take over those. Interesting. You know, I, I think one of the biggest deterrents that some people have, they don't talk about it a lot, to uh, ordering from Amazon is porch piracy. They had delivered to your front door. Next thing you know, some criminal came and took the box. And I think this is probably a way to mitigate that. So instead of having it delivered to the store, I mean, to your house, have it delivered to the store instead. Because these stores, they say, are not going to be as big as Target or Walmart superstores, but smaller. But you can make your delivery. You know, if they don't have it in stock, you can make the delivery there and then pick it up from there. And there's some safety involved there. That's a, on a scale of one to ten. That's probably a three as, as percentage wise. I think most. I mean, I agree with you, but that's not the reason why they're going to open up stores. Who wants to go shopping these days? I guess people do. I don't know. Well, when you're locked up, Raj. I mean, and by the way, <laughs> by the way, by the way, real quick, uh-huh. Raj. Yeah. Where you live, 
there ain't nobody porch pirating you. I mean, you don't live with the common folks like me. Okay, that's number one. But number two, but everybody in my area has uh, these ring doorbells. It was created yeah. by Amazon me, as well, where they videotape <laughs> everybody coming to your door by let, motion detection. Let me tell you, Roger's so bored throughout the day sometimes that <laughs> right. he he actually will put fake packages out there, Amazon, just so he can catch guys because he gets bored. I know actually, I know people that do that. There's just bored. There's an entire YouTube video uh, phenomenon where people actually put a, a camera in the box that are stolen, and the, and the the criminal takes it back home, and then it blows up confetti in their face. That's right. That's something I would do. Uh-huh. i got to pick that up. All right. More coming up next. Talk Radio WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? Slow traffic on Greenland Road headed east right at Old St. Augustine. And we have some light traffic on Old St. Augustine headed north right at Greenland. Really, that whole area, you're going to add about five to six extra minutes. And if there's anything you see that'll help your friends stay safe, give us a call. 901-SAFE. Partly cloudy early, scattered thunderstorms in the afternoon, the high 95. This evening, early rain, then cloudy, 76 the low. Right now, it's 76 degrees. Have you ever heard somebody say they have the highest quality at rock-bottom prices? I'm Clayton Bromberg, the president of Underwoods, and for diamonds, an assertion like that is absurd. It'd be like a banker saying they sold dollar bills for 50 cents. That just doesn't happen in any industry, and people who believe it are always the ones looking for something too good to be true, and they normally find out later it was. In diamonds, when you talk about higher quality with credible diamond grading reports from GIA, AGS, or Forevermark, higher prices mean higher quality, greater rarity, greater value. Now, for a customer to understand that, they can try to learn things on the Internet, but it gets confusing because they don't have an expert to ask questions to. The best way to get answers is to come in one of our stores and ask one of our professionals your question and have them explain real diamonds to you. The result will be you'll understand about a diamond's quality, price, and value. So come by and see us at Underwoods in San Marco, Avondale, or the shops of Ponte Vedra. Hi, I'm Bob with Consolidated Utilities. Are you having regulatory compliance issues? As the pump station pros, we and our team of engineers can start your pathway to compliance today. We're Consolidated Utilities, the pump station pros since 1948, 904-249-8080. Has your pump station provider decided to exit the business? Call my husband, Bob, at Consolidated Utilities, 904-249-8080. Financial Issues with Dan Celia at 9 this morning. Now, back to the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. Here are some of the top stories we're bringing you this morning. The Wall Street Journal reports Amazon plans to open up brick-and-mortar department stores across the country. Governor DeSantis unveils proposals to help recruit more police officers for the state of Florida. And on Thursday, a Florida judge refused to dismiss a lawsuit challenging the order by Governor Ron DeSantis that allows parents to decide whether their children wear masks in school. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM. WBOB. There was no consensus. You go back and look at the intelligence reports. They said that it was more likely to be sometime by the end of the year. Your top military advisors warned against withdrawing on this timeline. They wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. No, they didn't. It was split. That, that, that wasn't true. That wasn't true. 
So no one, no one told your military advisors did not tell you, no, we should just keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that. No, no one said that to me that I can recall. That, oh. I, that I can recall. Okay, if you read between the lines, the spin was, yeah, it came up in a meeting, but there wasn't a consistency. So when he's asked, did your military advisor say, he said, no, it wasn't true. His basic reaction is that it wasn't 100% of them who said that, only some. Yeah. So. So interesting. He did get the advice, just not everyone he yeah. agreed. And by the way, 716, Ed Dean, Roger Henderson, Talk Radio, WBOB. Remember, it was highly unlikely the Taliban was, wasn't, wasn't going to take over. Oh, no. Well, the, my military guys, it, okay, it might have been at the end of the year. <laughs> so, so they were going to take over, but it was going to be at the end of the year when it was all going to happen. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Oh, here's more of, uh, listen, this is uh, Fox News' Jackie Heinrich says, no, 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 no. The, we reported the White House had this discussion. They knew what was going on back in March. In July, the president was asked if a Taliban takeover was inevitable. He said no, calling it highly unlikely. Now he's admitting the intelligence community did not fully agree. Biden, who admitted surprise at how quickly the Taliban took over, maintained this outcome was inevitable and planned for. Back in March, Fox News confirmed reports the Biden administration was embroiled in internal debate over the withdrawal. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs made an impact passion plea to keep U.S. troops in the country. President Biden denied any such warning. All right, let me set this up. We all know the story. We, we've seen this uh, preview and the sequel many times. If this had been a Republican, wait, you weren't, and they came out and said that we weren't prepared for this onslaught of the Taliban where we were taken off of planes. Uh, impeachment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, you know, now they're going to have, I'm not calling for the impeachment of, of, of Biden. I'm just telling you what's going to happen next is going to have these hearings and meetings. Probably the Democrats are doing it, probably because of the politics out there, mm-hmm. especially after they see that the president's numbers are dropping. That that, that was happening before uh, Afghanistan, but, you know. Mid, midterm elections coming midterm up. Midterm elections little, coming little, up. You know, about a year from now. So, I, so, the, so now they want to have um, these commission to investigate. Okay, I'm all open for that. Here's Fox News National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin. This is the story I like to be following here that I want to follow. Six billion plus dollars of U.S. military hardware that are now in the hands of the Taliban. Billions of dollars of U.S. military hardware now in the hands of the Taliban. U.S. officials estimate the Taliban now control at least 2,000 U.S. armored vehicles, between 30 and 40 aircraft, and an untold number of small arms like these displayed by Taliban fighters in recent days. Night vision, 50 caliber machine guns, and helicopter gunships. Wow. The GAO estimates the U.S. provided the Afghan army nearly 600,000 weapons and 75,000 vehicles between 2003 and 2016. The Taliban, now fully armed, courtesy of the U.S. taxpayer. And I'm going to tell you this right now. When I hear that, if that doesn't get your blood boiling, I understand why the Rand Pauls and some of the libertarians, I like Rand Paul a lot. This is the reason why, and by the way, I don't want to keep troops over there. I may want to keep a small number, maybe of a base, mm-hmm. in case China wants to try to overtake things. Having said this, that absolutely ticks me off. No wonder you get people sit back and say, hey, we need to get out of this country. We're blowing. You, you know what? You could have spent that money on uh, building roads. Yeah. Building. 
Hey, Obama did it quite successful in 2008 on Iraq. Infrastructure. Exactly. (laughs) You know what? There's a way to deal with that, I believe. uh, And that is if we know where our planes are that we provided, 30,000 of them at airports, you know, just go ahead and drop a bomb on them. And there are planes, get rid of them, and that way they don't have it. However, if you do that, then that creates a problem with uh, the evacuation. So I think job number one, get the American citizens that are in Afghanistan out the best that we can. Get those who cooperated with American citizens out. And then anybody else who wants to... you know, apply for refugee status, do what we can for them as well, and then go after our hardware. Mm, interesting. Kind of, yeah, military should come out last. And then mm-hmm. if we're blowing them up, you play the um, well, the Gap Band. Do I need to? That's a, right. <laughs> I forgot that song. Drop a bomb on me. All right. Anyway, yeah, so. the queued up. <laughs> President Biden's approval <laughs> rating wish. is sinking fast as multiple crises pile up, and it could screw things up for Democrats in the midterms next year. The real clear politics average shows Biden's approval slipping below 50% for the first time this year. That's on top of Democrats already sounding the alarm about their terrible messaging. Rising crime, the border, a spike in COVID cases. That's from the Fox Business Network. Dagan McDowell, the president's numbers have been tanking down because of certainly the mixed messaging with the uh, Delta variant out there as well. And now with what's going on with the optics of what we see that's taking place in Afghanistan, that's also pushing his numbers down as well. The Biden slip started in May, June with the right track, wrong track question that they ask. And it was going well, remember? It's going to be the summer of love. America's back, baby. That's not what happened. It started to deteriorate big time right when the border catastrophe was at its zenith. Gas prices started to go up and labor shortage. Small business couldn't find workers, so people were pessimistic. He flip-flops on masks as Delta comes up, and then Afghanistan just put him below 50. Co-host of Fox News The Five, Jesse Waters. Fox News anchor Dana Perino says, "Uh uh-oh, this may put the Biden agenda on stall. It was already going to be very difficult for President Biden to try to get through this massive agenda. You've got the infrastructure bill, uh, the debt ceiling issues coming up, reconciliation they want to do, the voting bills that they want to do. But you add a Kabul commission to the mix and it's going to slow everything down let me uh, we brought this up in hour number one let me throw a conspiracy out there at you even though i'm not in area 51 you know what i think about that um so but let me throw one out there that may be plausible okay and, I'm, and i there is no facts i preface that this is just speculation this overall if things i mean it's bad right now but usually when the government unfortunately mismanaged Things don't always turn out, so uh, some people have a short-term memory. Here's the question that I was asking, and I'll follow you for a second. If things turn out to be where no American deaths take place, excuse me, in, in, in the impersonation of Biden, knock on wood. Okay. Um, in, Af- in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, there are no American, now Afghan, I get that, Afghan refugees, have, but focus on Americans. No American left back there, Okay. Mm-hmm. There are no deaths. No Americans left behind. No Americans left behind. That's right. No more deaths. They get out of the country. See, Biden wants to do this so he can brag about it for the September uh, for the 20th anniversary of September 11th. I got news for you. That doesn't impress me. Okay. Now, having said this, let's say let's say who cares? Let's say August 31st is your deadline, and it takes you to September 31st. I don't care. Get them all out safe. Yeah. We're already in it. Let's that just should get it be done. the priority. Right. Not not a media event. So, follow me for a second. If this goes the way it is, and there are no deaths. This isn't going to hurt the Biden White House, okay? If there are America, nobody cares about Afghanistan, people. Nobody cares about foreign policy, all right? 
It's unfortunate. I'm just telling you what the numbers are. The majority of Americans support us leaving Iraq. I mean, Afghanistan. That's just the way it is. Okay. Having said this, it's about Americans. If Americans are, or no, nothing happens to them, I think they, they get away with this, okay? Having said this, here's my other question I'd like to ask. That if there are no Americans hurt, but we hear all the, the, of the shootings and things that are taking place outside of that, that wall where the, where the airport's around, looks right. like a border wall. Mm-hmm. My question is, is it possible? Here's the conspiracy. We are in talks with the Taliban. That's what's being reported, right? Is it possible that we're making deals with them saying, hey, guys, I mean, because they're not really doing anything, right? Because they know U.S. troops may or may not do anything, depending on if they watch American news with Biden. Is it possible we're telling them, hey, guys, if you let those of Americans go through, tell us what you want. There's a backdoor deal. We won't bomb you, but we may fund you on some things. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it wouldn't pass, pass it by because the government's notorious for doing that. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Under the Trump administration, we were talking with the Taliban. And saying we're gonna—I mean, I understand certain conditions, but you've been blowing up the Taliban. I mean, this isn't Japan. I, I mean, as, as backwards as Japan was in the 1940s, and they have progressed. Um, they invented the suicide bomber. Yeah, the Taliban—the—the—the—the the, 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 the heritage, or should I say, the ethnicity of the Taliban, mm-hmm. to me, if if I based on my history, is much older than those of, that are Japanese. Right, going back to biblical days. Okay, I'm just saying. I know some of you are going to say, well, Ed, those are, you know what I'm saying, okay? But what I'm getting at is that um, they're so backwards, and it just makes you wonder, did we really need to negotiate? Or do you sit back and say, hey, this is the way it is. If you don't like it, we're going to carpet bomb you more. Yeah. Why would an American citizen be in Afghanistan in the first place? That's the big question. Because there's still work going on over there. Yeah. yeah and they're they're, like I, like they're U.S. contractors. And the, another thing, too, is that we have to be real careful because there are probably going to be some American citizens who have Afghan heritage. we got to get those people out I'm as well. You. Will the Taliban recognize those as Americans? Or they say, no, these are our people. We can go ahead and kill them if we want. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to see where all this goes. All right. More coming up next. 725 Talk Radio, WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid W? WBOB traffic. Light traffic on McDuff Avenue, headed both north and southbound, right between Remington Street and Park. You're going to add about four minutes in both directions, and some light traffic on Roosevelt Boulevard, headed south, right at McDuff. Add about three extra minutes there. And if you see anything, give us a call. 901 SAFE. Partly cloudy early, scattered thunderstorms in the afternoon, the high 95. This evening, early rain, then cloudy, 76 the low. Right now, it's 76 degrees. This traffic report is brought to you by J. David Tax Law. When you owe the IRS and can't pay, go to jdavidtaxlaw.com. Peace of mind is only a click or phone call away. Canines for Warriors is ending veteran suicide and returning our warriors to a life of dignity and independence. I deployed with the U.S. Army in 2003. I've been in eight different IED uh, explosions. Uh, I don't know how many gunfights we've been in. Five and a half years of combat. It takes its toll on you. A lot of cumulative experience and trauma. Canines for Warriors pair specially trained service dogs with vets in need. You know, the thing I can tell you about my dog is... His eyes have that perfect amount of judgment. 
but also that perfect amount of love. And no matter what I do, he just looks at me like I'm either an idiot or I'm the best thing in the world. Uh, He's my cranky old man, and I love him. Your generosity will go right to work to help pair a struggling warrior with a shelter dog trained to help veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, and or military sexual trauma. Give your best gift today by going to caninesforwarriors.org. Right now, millions of Americans have an uneasy feeling about the future. That's why they're quietly stockpiling as much emergency food as they can. What about you? Do you have enough emergency food to get you through a prolonged crisis? If not, take a moment to shop My Patriot Supply. We're America's leader in emergency preparedness and survival. Since 2008, we've served several million American families like yours. In fact, our mission is your survival. So head on over to MyPatriotSupply.com and grab a few of our tasty emergency food kits. Our food stays fresh for up to 25 years in storage and is shipped quickly and discreetly to your door. One day, you might be eating breakfast, lunch, or dinner while everyone else is standing in a food line. Avoid that. It's too late to act once the other shoe drops. It's time to be self-reliant and prepared. And now you can. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600-831-0600 or email ed at wbob.com. AM 600 and 101.1 FM WBOB. I don't like guns. Have some. Don't like them. Have it for an emergency like some people do. Lots of people do. And their view is, yes, there is a violence problem with guns, but not me. And you're going after me. And I'm just saying, some of the solutions, all of the solutions, I don't know if it would solve the gun problem. And to die on this hill and lose an election, because we've lost elections before on this issue, which is not a winning issue for Democrats. But just, first of all, the liberals should learn more about guns. I don't know much about guns, because again... That's, um, that was the liberal... The host of uh, Real Time, Bill Maher. Mm. This is all about the discussion about whether or not they want to go after uh, gun manufacturers. Uh, new uh, reports out this week that manufacturers are saying if the Democrats in the Biden White House wants to go after us and try to revoke some of the law protections that the frivolous lawsuits, he's they're correct. Your prices of guns are going to go through the roof because you're not going to be able to get a hold of them. Yeah. Supply and demand. And and uh, Maher says, listen, uh, fight some other battles. You know, he's he's right on, on that issue. He's also right on the cancel culture crowd as well. But he says Democrats are not winning on this issue. And he says this is another different version of that issue by going after the gun dealers. Ain't going to work for the Dems coming up. So. It will have no impact on crime because criminals don't obey the law. But anyway. That's right. Well, yeah, they don't get their guns from the manufacturers, folks. There's not a collusion like Little F thinks there is. More coming up next. Talk Radio WBOB. <laughs> AM 600 and 101.1 FM, the conservative voice of Jacksonville, WBOB. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. A tragic we told you so having to do with Afghanistan. The Wall Street Journal reports on an internal July State Department memo warning top agency brass, including Secretary of State Blinken, of the chaos that would ensue once American troops were pulled out of Afghanistan. Evacuation flights continue leaving the Kabul airport, although the facility remains in the grip of turmoil. Desperate Afghans flocking there, hoping to escape their homeland, 
now that the Taliban is in charge. And there have been reports of Taliban fighters going house to house, hunting for Afghans who assisted the U.S. and other Western authorities in Afghanistan. Later today, we'll be hearing from President Biden. He'll speak about Afghanistan. We don't know if this time he'll take any questions. Wall Street Dow futures down 124. More details at srnnews.com. AM 600, 101.1 FM, WBOB News. Good morning, I'm Patrick Johnson. A photo going viral on social media shows people sick with COVID lying on the floor of the downtown Jacksonville Library while waiting for antibody treatment. Toma Dean is a woman who was seen in one of the photos, said she had been suffering from COVID and pneumonia for two weeks. She'd been in and out of the ER. Fleming Island resident said when her 16-year-old son took her to the library for treatment, she could barely stand. A man has been charged with first-degree murder in the 1985 slaying of a Jacksonville teen. Leslie McCray was kidnapped from her St. John's Avenue apartment and found dead hours later. JSO announcing that a Duval County grand jury has indicted David Nelson Austin on the charge of first-degree murder. They say DNA evidence led them to Austin. He had been behind bars in Michigan since 1991. And a former Miami football player charged with the 06 murder of one of his teammates. He's been arrested in Marion County. That's Jacksonville.radio News. This is Bill Gunderson, professional money manager and host of the Best Stocks Now show. I've been a professional money manager for the last 22 years. I write a weekly newsletter called Best Stocks Now. If you'd like to get a free sample, you can go to GundersonCapital.com. Make sure to tune in to Best Stocks Now on this station. Tune in to Best Stocks Now with Bill Gunderson every Saturday afternoon at 2 here on WBOB. And Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on our sister station, Talk 100.3. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? Light traffic on McDuff Avenue, headed both north and southbound, right between Remington Street and Park. You're going to add about four minutes in both directions, and some light traffic on Roosevelt Boulevard, headed south, right at McDuff. Add about three extra minutes there. And if you see anything, give us a call. 901-SAFE. Partly cloudy early, scattered thunderstorms in the afternoon, the high 95. This evening, early rain, then cloudy, 76 to low. Right now, it's 76 degrees. Here are some of the top stories we're bringing you this morning. New poll numbers show President Biden's approval rating has dropped below 50% for the first time this year. U.S. government officials confirm the Taliban has possession of $6 billion worth of military hardware, including 2,000 U.S. armored personnel vehicles and over 30 aircraft. And gun manufacturers say if President Biden and Democrats provoke lawsuit protections for the gun industry, the cost of firearms will heavily increase. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. All right, coming up on, uh, where are we at, 734? All right, Ed Dean, Roger Henderson, right here on Talk Radio, WBOB. All right, back with us again this week uh, from the Everglades Foundation at the website, evergladesfoundation.org. Eric Eichenberg. Hey, I was I, now there's so much on the site. I was telling Raj some of the audience members that were emailing me. Hey, man, I like the site. Blah 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 blah. Is the is the airboat? What what's the word, Roger? Like when you're watching it, it's like watching a movie on what do you call? What is it called? I'm trying to use. It's like That's watching kind of, kind of like a virtual, virtual, kind of virtual yeah. experience. Yeah. Is it still virtual up there? Reality. Yes. Is, okay. 
It is. I'm just telling you, it's good because it's now, a real. Do you have it with the, with the goggles? No, you don't. You, you, not, don't, you don't wear no goggles, are no, you? When you watch not, that, not yet. It's not 3D. But we're going to get there one day, right, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, those are Eric's sunglasses because he's cool. That's why he's wearing them. So. Oculus Rift. Yeah, we'll make sure, Roger. If you want uh, goggles for the for the bugs that may get in your, um, you know, we, we want to get them in your eye. Okay, so we can give you goggles. All right, oh thanks. man. <laughs> so anyway, Eric Eichenberg, the uh, website EricGladesFoundation dot org. So the restoration, I want to do like a general update. Um, we talk about restoration. You travel throughout the state again. I mean, you've got a lot. Of, I love these pictures you guys got. Uh, you're out there. You got another one coming up with the governor. You got the lieutenant governor out there. They're really heavily focused on this. Are they just doing when, when you're meeting up with them? And a lot of the news media is out there. Even though you're breaking ground for real infrastructure, the reservoirs, which is what is needed, by the way. Um, is this a lot of uh, when you're meeting with a lot of uh, the? And I'm not saying privately, but for the audience, when you're meeting with the lieutenant governor Jeanette Nunez and the governor. Is a lot of this just follow-ups? In other words, you know, hey, it's a great op, but no, like, actually, this administration, you guys are doing a lot of follow-up on the programs that both of you have co-opted with. Yes, I, you know, Ed, it's, it's also uh, the fact that this administration in particular is is in the driver's seat at a, at a very um, pivotal time because a number of these projects that have been, you know, languishing for a number of years, they uh, all they needed, quite frankly, was a big sludge of money. Uh, to finish them, and and the DeSantis administration, uh, led by the governor, has has made it a priority. So they're reaping the benefits of leaning in to getting restoration uh, towards the finish line. And, and instead of groundbreaking, we're having a number of ribbon cuttings, which are which is exactly what we need. Hey, may I use a? You're going to like this one. It's almost like the vaccine. You got to get the shot. That's that's getting things going. Now now we're told we got to get the second shot. Oh, by the way, when it comes to Everglades, we're going to need a booster shot. How do you like that one? That's basically what it is, isn't it? Well, <laughs> I, 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 listen. I think the the boost uh, towards to, to the Everglades and the challenges that we have faced is we are finally seeing these puzzle pieces coming together. And and you mentioned the lieutenant governor. I'm going to be with uh, Jeanette Nunez here in a in about an hour, where. For about 25 years, there's been an effort to keep more water in Everglades National Park on the east side, not have all this leakage towards the coast. And uh, we're going to break ground today, this morning, to put in a curtain wall to keep water in Everglades National Park. It's a significant project that, again, has only been given lip service over the last 25 years. It's, uh, it's the administration here that's making it happen. Hence, but, but I think you understand this, and I know you as well, and other people. It's, it's, like, it's like those that want to get the vaccines. Like, well, Eric, you've got funding here. That, that's great, but we're still in a backlog like, like, like infrastructure. That's the reason why the governor's coming forward with another area of funding, and or we may need a booster shot because we keep talking about these promises. And by the way, Eric, let me just, for the audience out there, Eric has known this because he's worked for uh, uh, worked in, uh, in the U.S. House of Representatives as well. That if the if if administrations, without naming names, if you want, but anyway, previous administrations, if they would have done and kept up with the funding process, you wouldn't need all of this extra amount of sweaty wad of money. And I, I like using that term. I don't mean that to be degrading to you. I'm saying, in sure. other words, if we would have kept this up, this would have been beneficial instead of trying to pile it all at once. Where some people go, man, that's a lot. But then again, as you pointed out, Eric. Hey, listen, this is what's happened when there's been years of neglect. Ed, uh, Ed that is a, uh, that's a perfect point. And um, just, just go back 21 years. Had we, had, have we, if we had been seeing $400 million a year, which was the original 200 from, the, from Florida, 200 from the Congress, 
$400 million starting in the year 2001 over a 30-year period. What would have happened are these projects would have been built, and we would have potentially, and, you know, not trying to second-guess here, but we would have potentially uh, observed or experienced less algae, less harmful discharge, less fish kill, less economic loss. But now, because we've had it so frequently, people are like, listen, you got to step up. And the booster shot, if we're staying on this analogy, the booster shot is for the U.S. Congress to come together with a plan and let's get significant money over to the Army Corps and the Water Management District so these projects can be built. You know, one thing I did like what Rubio uh, was promoting for you guys, and one thing that I do like is that, again, it wasn't none of these fake infrastructure that you hear, and I'm not trying to make this a political thing on this issue, that a human infrastructure. No, folks, this is real, where you've got reservoirs, it's brick and mortar coming up, things are being built to make your water cleaner. We talk about it throughout the state of Florida, and I know that didn't get put in. The Democrats shot that down. Again, not trying to make that partisan. I'm saying that is one thing I like. I mean, you've got a lot of people looking for, let me let me, let me float this trial balloon and get something here that isn't really deal with infrastructure and we talk about this you guys documented on your website at evergladesfoundation.org no folks this is real infrastructure that we're promoting here and listeners need to uh, take great pride in the fact that we're working on the largest environmental restoration project in the world the largest and if we succeed here which we will mind you it's a an example for the for the issues that the Chesapeake Bay is facing, the Great Lakes, Puget Sound, other water bodies and, and ecosystems around, around the country. But this is a national priority. This is America's Everglades, and I don't care if you're sitting in Jacksonville, Pensacola, or Key West. We need to take great pride in the fact that this is in our own backyard, and we need to do all we can to, uh, to, to save it. You've got to go up uh, in September. Hopefully, I'm going to see. We're going to do the show from up there. Um, a session, not session, but special uh, committee weeks take place. You're going up there. Uh, you've had a good year. Um, are, is, is it just to make sure that the booster shot works? What's next with the Florida legislature on this issue that you've got to kind of maintain? Well, I think um, as, as, the, as, the, as the fall begins and the committee meetings start, uh, you know, the, governor, the governor's going to be the lead here and uh, show us his budget priorities, and I know they're working on those, but I, I fully expect that you're going to see robust funding as we have in the last three years continue, and that, that'll meet the commitment that was laid out on day two of, this, uh, of the administration where the governor said he wanted to put $2.5 billion into the Florida environment. So if, if that remains the priority, that's huge. And, and whatever comes out of Washington, all signs show that the bulk of the money from D.C. is going to go towards the construction of this reservoir south of Lake Okeechobee. And in my view, that's the crown jewel. We have to get that project moving, the ability to store and send water south, to reduce those discharges. Uh, that project needs to start in earnest, and um, I, I think we're heading in that direction. You know, the St. John's River and the the cleanup to make sure that the water also is is good to fish in, that's heavily in the central Florida area, Jacksonville as well. That's the, like to, to the Everglades down in South Florida. Um, you still get a few, as we say, holdouts. How could anybody be against this type of legislation that deals with water quality, not not environmental nonsense, but with water quality out there, and yet you still got a few, it's almost like the flat earth people out here, Eric, they still got a few people trying to pitch this, that you can't, you shouldn't be doing this for the Everglades, and blah, 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 you still got a few holdouts, don't you? 
Well, we do, and it and it 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 borderlines or even crosses into demagoguery. And there are <laughs> right. there are those type those type of voices are unfortunately percolating in uh, in Lee County uh, over on the West Coast. And um, you know, you get elected officials who who get who earn the public trust, who then are all over the ballpark on what what their position is on water quality. They jump from one project to the other. So you really have to cut through that noise and keep focused on what works. And what works is rallying the business community, realtors, anglers, boat manufacturers, everyone that that uh, makes a living based on clean water. They want to see water quality policies that are actually going to be effective. And um, I think those voices are being heard by the politicians both at the state and federal level. You know, Raj, he gets to go out with the lieutenant governor, who's a big fan of the show, and the governor. It's like an unglorified cocktail party going on, man. Yeah. No drinks, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm a little it's, humor. Uh, it's, it's, it's the lifestyle to which he's become accustomed. No, it's a good life. <laughs> no, it's good. No, but he's actually got a fun job. Get to hang out outside oh, yeah. and promote good conservation out there. Who wouldn't want that job? So anyway, and I say that in respect, man, but I like it. It's always a, it's always a good update because not most, most of the media, unfortunately, represents or reports a lot of this stuff. So, Well, uh, let, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Let's switch. Let's switch roles. I'll host the program. <sighs> you come out and, make, and you do the ribbon cutting and the speech, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Can I run the office for I, a couple weeks? I've actually been encouraging Ed <laughs> to, to do a broadcast to you maybe for a couple of days down in Eric the Eric comes up with me, man. Yes. All right. Yes. Let's, let's do it. All right. Eric Eichenberg, CEO of the Everglades Foundation, evergladesfoundation.org. Have a good one, my friend. Be well, guys. All right, man. All right. All right. More coming up next. Ed Dean Roger Henderson. Yeah. I, you know what? I trade. He, you know what? He actually is a, he's a brilliant guy. We've got the technology. You I can actually that. do the show from I, the river, from a uh, airboat. I want to run <laughs> that company for like two weeks, man. Trust me. And, and you know where I'm going to run it from? I'm going to just be on. I'm, many of y'all know me. I'm going to be out there in the Everglades just from an airboat. Mm-hmm. I won't even. That is my office. Believe me. <laughs> if I could do my show from a hunting stand, I would do that from there. But then again, I would never see any game. All right, more coming up next. Ed Roger, Talk Radio, WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? Light traffic on McDuff Avenue, headed both north and southbound, right between Remington Street and Park. You're going to add about four minutes in both directions, and some light traffic on Roosevelt Boulevard, headed south, right at McDuff. Add about three extra minutes there. And if you see anything, give us a call. 901-SAFE. Partly cloudy early, scattered thunderstorms in the afternoon, the high 95. This evening, early rain, then cloudy, 76 the low. Right now, it's 76 degrees. Satisfy your comfort food desires at Hangar Bay Cafe, 2294 Mayport Road. From Florida's best fried chicken to ramen and more, Hangar Bay Cafe is open seven days a week. Dine in or order online at HangarBayCafe.com for pickup or DoorDash delivery. Support your local veteran-owned restaurant through these challenging times. You're always welcome at Hangar Bay Cafe, 2294 Mayport Road. For pickup and DoorDash delivery, visit HangarBayCafe.com. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a healthcare plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month when they join MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to the typical health insurance plan. That's double. So you get a massive network of providers to choose from. You get telehealth services. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years, shared more than $4 billion in healthcare bills. Here's why now really is the time to make the switch to 
You can start saving each month, which is huge, but right now they'll waive your joining fee. So you'll save another $170 right off the bat. But again, it's a limited time offer. You got to call now. And it only takes two minutes to find out how much you'd save by switching. Here's the number, 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Experience positive and encouraging teaching from renowned pastor, Bible teacher, and best-selling author, Dr. David Jeremiah. Reserve your free tickets now to attend An Evening with David Jeremiah for an unforgettable night of enriching Bible study, uplifting fellowship, and powerful worship. Coming to Jacksonville at the ViStar Veterans Memorial Arena on Thursday, October 7th at 7 p.m. You won't want to miss this special one-night-only event. Get your free tickets at davidjeremiah.org slash tour. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show continue to watch very closely as thousands of Americans wait to see whether they will be successfully airlifted out of Kabul after the Taliban's taking control of that whole country. Plus, Clay, what do you got? Also, we'll continue to track down what's going on with the latest on COVID mandates, all that and more. It'll be the Clay and Buck Show. Come hang with us. AM 600, 101.1 FM, WBOB. WBOB is talk radio for Northeast Florida and Southeast Georgia. Here are some of the top stories we're bringing you this morning. Governor Ron DeSantis unveils proposals to help recruit more police officers for the state of Florida. On Thursday, a Florida judge refused to dismiss a lawsuit challenging the order by Governor DeSantis that allows parents to decide whether their children wear masks at school. And the Wall Street Journal reports Amazon plans to open up brick-and-mortar department stores all across the country. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. Hey, you remember when, I remember this morning, I mean, I many years that I've been blessed to do talk radio in the state, there are few exceptions that really, that okay, like really blow up the phones. Afghanistan blows up the phones after the Parkland shooting that from February the eighth, the fourteenth. I mean, for three months straight, it was. I mean, I didn't have to do any show prep. It was just nonstop, right? Because the gun control activists were trying to push an agenda after the unfortunate deaths of what happened down there three years ago and down in Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High. Um, Let me see uh, when uh, uh, who's the former agriculture commissioner. Adam uh, Adam Putnam, Adam Putnam yeah. um, who I like, a very good guy, went after Ron DeSantis and just threw him under the bus during the campaign election. It was actually three years ago this past July when he said that DeSantis was uh, the uh, the flat tax. I mean, the, no, it was the, um, the fair tax. The fair tax. Oh, my. I said, I said, Adam, you sure you want to do this? That, that was it. <laughs> Boom. It was, it, was, it was the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's many other things and out DeSantis there. And DeSantis has been an amazing governor. He's been a good governor. Yeah. But having said this, there's... There's issues that are, like, not on the radar that have just blown up the phones. Like, beach for nourishment. Oh, my word. Or, hey, should you have to pay property taxes if you don't send your kid, if you don't have any kids in school? Mm-hmm. It just blows the phone. I remember when Amazon was opening up uh, the their fulfillment, fulfillment center, right? Okay. It blew up the phones because maybe... And these, discussing building an East Coast headquarters, maybe downtown Jacksonville. What's the matter with the West Coast? Okay. Well, anyway, they have one there and I renaming know. the St. John's River the Amazon River. So <laughs> I remember all a lot of conservatives called up. It was like, it was like New Yorkers moving down. Uh-huh. We don't want their... Roger, you remember this. We don't want their politics. We don't want their liberal views. And I actually defended Amazon moving down. And I'm like, 
Well, wait a second. They're not moving all of their liberals down here. A lot of people being hired. They're hiring local people. Yes. So paying them lots of money. I'm just telling you. But so here's this is what's interesting. I got a, got a few clips I want to play here. Mm-hmm. Amazon. Everybody thought that brick and mortar was dead. Not so much anymore. Amazon has now announced a story from the Wall Street Journal that they plan to open up department stores here in the U.S. Amazon department store, the retail giant, according to the Wall Street Journal, reportedly looking to expand its brick and mortar presence. Here's what we've learned from the journal report. Uh, Reportedly, these stores are going to be about 30,000 square feet. That's a smaller footprint than the traditional department stores. No specifics on what's actually going to be sold, but the thinking is that they probably will try to feature some of their private label goods. Here was a clip from the uh, former CEO of Toys R Us. Um, Gerald Storch. He says Amazon <laughs> has hurt Main Street America. Here's the clip. Of course, they're hurting uh, Main Street America, which cannot compete on e-commerce and with that kind of juggernaut that they present. There's no doubt that stores are closing all over the country, especially small businesses. And the other thing, Amazon's paying a little more attention to profits than they used to, and they don't make a lot of profits on their first-party sales. That's when they buy merchandise and then sell it themselves. What's been growing really rapidly, up something like 38%, in the last quarter is the third party sales on their marketplace. That's growing like crazy. And there Amazon makes money whether or not the seller makes money because they get 15% plus extras for services from that seller no matter what happens. Boo flippity who. It's called the marketplace. All right. <laughs> so he that was uh, he was complaining that Amazon's name again. I always think of Jeffrey the Giraffe. Gerald Storch. Okay. Uh, former CEO of uh, Toys R Us out there. Um, here's the one reporting. Remember we talked about last week where uh, the sellers on Amazon are calling you up, trying to bribe you not to, hey, can you take off that bad review you gave us? We'll give you 20, 30 bucks. I'm like, I want 100. In fact, I'm just, <laughs> in, in fact. Negotiate. So one of my buddies goes, Ed, I'm so broke. I'm going to start writing, writing negative reviews of things I haven't even purchased. Oh, yeah, that, that's the secret sauce to make a little extra money, get some free gifts until you write positive reviews. Yeah. Some sellers are hunting down customers on Amazon who leave negative reviews. Sellers who ship the products via Amazon are not supposed to reach out to the customers outside of the approved Amazon official channel. It's a violation of terms. Some sellers, though, want to reach out to these unhappy buyers to revise or delete their negative reviews to try to get their star ratings. By the way, do you know who's not reaching out to you when you when you write a negative review? Me and Raj. I'm sorry. It happens. A few. I, I, I get I get anything else better to do. Mm-hmm. You ever notice, like, you go, you go to a town hall meeting, and there's 20 people. I'm giving you a small example. Mm-hmm. 20 people there. 18 are in agreement with you, but you'll spend more time trying to win those two others over? I'm like, folks, do you guys understand the law of large numbers? You forget the two. You go with the 18. Hello? So, anyway, so that's what I'm saying. Just, you know, they're not, hey, this is like you talk to elected officials who didn't get the endorsement of the newspaper last time. Hey, they didn't vote for you last time. I got news for you. They're not supporting you next time. But yet we're too worried. And I see this more among my Republican friends, not the Democrats. We know what the liberals are all about. They are continuous. They always want to promote their liberal agenda. I've seen people get conservative, firebrand. They win. And next thing you know, they got to moderate their views because I want to win the endorsement of the Times Union or the Melbourne, uh, the Florida Today or the Sentinel. The Sentinel. I don't give a flip what a newspaper says. I mean, if the majority of those, by the way, there's this, well, anyway. If the majority don't buy into, I mean, listen, I know people that read more of the obituary page 
that actually unfortunately makes them exciting because they didn't like somebody and they passed away, which and is very do sad. Endorsements instead really, of instead of the um, instead of the um, the as you point out, who they recommend who, to run for office. Do endorsements really you know swing an election either way? I do. It depends. I think Trump rewrote it, and I think his endorsement can't can't have an effect. Fraternal Order Police Department yes. uh, endorsements and. Other than that, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I we used to say sometime in order to get to, um, uh, it was very never mind. It was it wasn't right, but somebody says, "Hey Ed, you should sit back and say." They were trying to use a scripture quote, and I said, "That's just not wise." Um, uh, no man, no woman gets to the elected office unless they go through Roger and Ed. I said, "That's flattering, but take that off, will you?" Our endorsement, yeah, no. yeah. Now my endorsement. <laughs> we don't endorse though. No, we don't endorse on the radio show. We chose it. Everybody knows that we're conservatives, okay? Even though we may have a little bit different belief in how they get there. Um, but anyway, uh, some of us want to get to the promised land because straight is the path that narrows the way. But few of you want to mess it up and feel that there's got to be, you know, places in the road and potholes we must go over. And many times in life, you have to. But I don't sit and complain and wait for the government to fill the pothole. I'm just going to like, hey, I'm going to go through it, okay? But yeah, we endorse solutions. We endorse issues on the show, and that keeps us ready to go. But Amazon, going to open. So I guess brick and mortar isn't dead. Yeah. By the way, how many of you refuse to do business with Amazon? Oh, they're a bunch of leftists. Really? You know how many people that say that, but yet have Amazon accounts? Prime. Yeah. So they get it, they do it for the channel, the the, the movies. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, it comes with it. You get a you get a Prime subscription and get access to their streaming service. All right. Seven fifty five. And Roger Talk Radio. W B O B. Where are the tie ups to avoid? W B O B traffic. Light traffic on McDuff Avenue, headed both north and southbound, right between Remington Street and Park. You're going to add about four minutes in both directions, and some light traffic on Roosevelt Boulevard, headed south, right at McDuff. Add about three extra minutes there. And if you see anything, give us a call. 901-SAFE. Partly cloudy early, scattered thunderstorms in the afternoon, the high 95. This evening, early rain, then cloudy, 76 to low. Right now, it's 76 degrees. I'm Lou Dobbs. President Biden planning more headaches for the coal industry. GM workers in Mexico boot their union out the door. And Florida tourism is back. Those stories next. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He created the best pillow and Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you will receive 50% off Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener's square, and use promo code Dobbs. There you'll find not only Mike's amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper and so much more. Call 1-800-977-9152. Use the promo code Dobbs. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code Dobbs. Although he campaigned last year as Joe from Coal Country, President Biden ordered the launch of a new review of alleged climate damage caused by the coal industry. After decimating petroleum production in America, Biden is now setting his sights on coal as a generator of greenhouse gases, ignoring the fact that thousands of jobs are created in coal-producing states. Workers at a General Motors plant in Mexico have ended their contract and ousted the labor union that negotiated it. Workers acted using a mechanism provided by President Trump's U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. Figures just released show 31 million domestic visitors traveled to Florida between April and June of this year, propelling the state back to pre-pandemic levels of tourism. 
Please join me three times each weekday for my updates right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Fishing in Florida attracts millions of visitors to our state, supports more than 100,000 jobs, and contributes to $35 billion in our state's water-based economy each year. The future of Florida's fishing industry depends on a healthy Everglades. Protect our fishing. Restore America's Everglades. Learn more at evergladesfoundation.org. Protecting your home is a priority, right? It should be the same for your business. Call Sunbelt Gated Access Systems to add that extra layer of customized security today. They use the latest technology specializing in fully automatic swing and slide gate operators, access control, and video surveillance systems. Sunbelt Gated Access Systems has provided top-notch customer service for decades and is your best choice in Northeast Florida and Southeast Georgia. Visit SunbeltSYS.com. SunbeltSYS.com. For those of you just tuning in, coming up in just a few moments at the top of the hour, U.S. Intel reports that over $6 billion, that's minor, by the way, compared to what we've spent for the last how many years uh, in Afghanistan, have fallen into the hands of the Taliban of military hardware. We got it broken down for you. If your blood doesn't boil over this, then maybe something else, your lithium needs to get checked, whatever you're taking daily. It, it kind of really ticks, it should tick you off. We'll talk more about this coming up in a few moments right here on Talk Radio, WBOB. AM 600, WBOB, Jacksonville, 101.1 FM, W266CX, Fruit Cove, the conservative voice of Jacksonville.